This is TMBC. Well, here we are again, the podcast that may be launching a social media campaign to cast itself as Green Lantern. My name is still Jason, and my co-host is sometimes known as At High Speed Chase. How's your face, Chase? What? What? I'm falling asleep, man. Oh. You shouldn't have put beds instead of chairs in the recording studio. I know. We'll probably be changing that pretty soon. And this. I like it. I just get to <laughs> chill here, talk about movies and comic books. This is the setup, man. In all likelihood, it's, it's going to be changing soon. I, dude, I hate it because I sit on the side. Like, I, I'm sitting on a bed, but like, I'm sitting on I the side of it. I can see you. They can't see you. Yeah, they can't. And so I'm like, it's like uncomfortable for my back. I want like some back support here. Lay down. Look at me, man. No, dude. For I, I got to gotta run all the see, controls. Which is everybody. I'm laying down. I got to adjust your levels and like bleep out every time you swear. And I, I know. I got to replace it with words like effing and stuff like that. You swear a lot, man. Effing? Yeah. Effing? Yeah, I don't bleep. I just, like, I replace it with other words. I record every time, like, if I'm around you, I start recording the way, you, like, when you talk. So if you do say a word like effing or a different word like that, then I can just throw it over every time you curse. Cool. Yeah, it's a really elaborate plan, and I don't really... I should probably come up with a better way of doing that. Spend too or much time thinking about this. up stuff on the air. Probably. Well, I mean, we can save that for another time. I can, I can stop making stuff anytime. So, for right now, I'm going to keep making everything up. Um. <laughs> so, you think we can pull off a uh, Green Lantern? Well, I, I think we could. You and me collectively. Okay. I think together we make a fantastic John Stewart. Except two two white guys make a black Neither guy. Neither of us are black. Two white guys make a black guy, dude. Don't have you never? Did you never take math? Two negative make make a positive kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Same same type of situation. No. Because what the superhero world needs is more white guys. There's no white dudes with long hair. Sure there are. Nightwing had long hair in the 90s. After Disco Nightwing, who we'll be reading about or reviewing about Dude, I today. like that costume. <laughs> when I first saw it, I was like, like way back in the day. Like, what the F? That costume is so styling. Thanks for replacing that swear word with F, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but uh, So today we're going to... Obviously, first of all, we're going to dive into news and all that crap. Um, but after our typical news segment, our review is going to consist of, first of all, Kingsman, The Secret Service, which we uh, got an early viewing of in that movie. Wait, was... you went and saw that? Shut up. You were with me. It doesn't come out for another two weeks. I know, right? Isn't that crazy how that happens? Yeah. It's because we're very, very highly esteemed members of the media here at the TMBC Watchtower. <coughs> Um, oh yeah yeah we're styling we're freaking we're important people people invite us to parties and things um, or, or we just waited in line for an hour yeah either that one one of the two and i went like three well, hours ahead of time and then got the tickets but no it's it's because we're a big media outlet tmbc is a thriving thriving uh i don't know hub of media clicks and listens and watches even though we don't have videos yet but we will well no we do have videos now officially you Those sure? Two videos of you flipping the camera off. Did you delete them? No. Oh well, good. Don't delete them. I won't. Good. Um. So, yeah, we'll be we'll be reviewing Kingsman: The Secret Service. Um. After that, the long anticipated, long awaited Deathstroke slash Deadpool episode in which we'll review number one. 
Deadpool, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, uh, Volume 3 of Deadpool from Marvel Now. And what's number two, Chase? Deathstroke. What's the actual comic book storyline? Teen Titans. And the name of the story arc? Oh, okay. She's been... Come on, think Jesus. Think biblical. No. Think... Judas contract. The Judas contract. Do I have to remember everything? I guess, man. I know. I you got to rely like I got to rely on you a lot because I don't remember anything at all ever. Um, so yeah, those are those are the things we're going to be reviewing today. But first, we'll uh, dive into a little bit of news. Um, one thing that we alluded to a little bit in the intro was uh, some some Green Lantern. I don't know necessarily if we should call this Green Lantern news, but something to do with Green Lantern. Yeah, I mean, well, Tyrese Gibson. Doesn't have anything to do with DC except for he wants to be in it. Yeah, desperately, as it looks. <laughs> he basically has just been blasted. Like he, the first, the first thing that I had heard at all of Tyrese Gibson being rumored as Green Lantern is Tyrese Gibson rumoring himself as Green Lantern. I don't think that's a good start. Like he, I had not heard a single thing about Green Lantern being Ty- Tyrese Gibson. Then he just posts this picture online. Like, man, these rumors are crazy. With a picture of him photoshopped as Green Lantern. Like, no, yeah, dude. There were no rumors. You know he's thinking he's like, okay, okay. How do I get people that want me to be Green Lantern? I, like, okay, I got to start a rumor. How do I start a rumor? I was like, I'll just start it myself. I'll like, just say there's a rumor already. Yeah, people will believe it. The people are dumb. That's what he's thinking. People are people stupid. They'll be like, oh my gosh. No way is people talking about this. And he's like, oh, whatever. I mean, <laughs> these these rumors are so crazy. I don't even know what to do. But everybody in reality is going, what? I've never heard that. Yeah, who who said that? Did anyone say that? Well, let me check. Let me check. Nope, just him. Just him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it might work because he, I mean, he did post a picture like yesterday or something of uh, of him actually driving up to the Warner Brothers studios. I have a car, too. That's true. I can drive too. I guess you could pull outside and like cuz it was before the security gate so he could have just gotten rejected and turned right back around when he got to security. It's like aren't you aren't like, you that guy from Fast and Furious? I yeah, I know. Yep. Just trying to be Green Lantern. Green Lantern? You sure? <laughs> you know that movie that's coming out in like 5 years? Yeah, I'm trying to get an early jump on that so I'll be like, you know, 45 when it comes out. Yeah, I think he just wants to be a superhero, man. I mean, who doesn't want to be a superhero in a That's superhero true. movie? Well, and I mean, it seems like all the dude does is work out and then be in Fast and, Fur- Fast and Furious movies every, like, five years or so. But Yeah, is he in any other movies besides Fast and Furious? Not that I've seen, actually. I feel bad for saying that. Like, maybe he was. Maybe Tyrese Gibson has this illustrious acting career that I've just somehow managed to avoid. Okay, I'm going to Google this. All right, Google it and find out the uh, the legend that is Tyrese Gibson. What fantastic uh, movie work he's done. I'm sure he's got tons of Oscar nominations. Let's see. Fast and Furious 7, Fast and Furious 6, Fast and Furious <laughs> Thor 2. Oh, hey, there you go. Yeah, and two, five. Fast, two, five. two Fast and Furious. He was in 5, wasn't he? I, I don't I can't remember if he was in 5. I feel like yeah. they Oh, really? Five was was in it? Rio. That's when they all teamed up. Let me take you to Rio. Rio. Oh, he's in Transformers, dude. Oh yeah, he's he was three. the he was Josh Demel's buddy in the military. In yeah, the he was first cool in that movie. I like I liked him in those. I forgot about that. Okay, so he's got two uh, very very strong storied. Uh, and then a 
franchises. Yeah, just a bunch of random one. Four Brothers. That was an awesome movie. I never saw that. You should see it. It's got Mark Wahlberg in it. Oh, there we go. Marky Mark. And then just a bunch of random movies nobody would... I watched, speaking of Marky Mark, I watched uh, Marky Mark get slapped by a giant prosthetic hand yesterday. He was on the Jimmy Kimmel show when they played one of those. You know, have you know how Jimmy Kimmel keeps having these crazy games? Or Jimmy Fallon, sorry, not Jimmy Kimmel. It pisses me off that there's two late night hosts named Jimmy. Anyway, he was on the Jimmy yeah, Fallon. One should totally change their name, even though that's their name. Well, it's like be Jim or James, please. Why should they have to do that just to please you? Because like maybe they want to confuse people. Maybe they do. They get I don't more know. people talking. They're like. Go watch Jimmy Fallon. They go watch it, and they're like, "Oh wait, I meant Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Kimmel." Kimmel. I'm like, "Oh, well, I watched both of them. They're actually both pretty good. Now I'm gonna watch both of them regularly." They're both not bad, but I do it's prefer Jimmy Fallon. It's a scheme. But anyway, yeah, Marky saying? Mark getting slapped by a giant prosthetic hand in one of Jimmy Fallon's many late night games. Dope. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, so moving on from Tyrese Gibson wanting to be Green Lantern, which I mean, I don't necessarily have a problem with, but I mean, Tyrese is not the first person I think of. Anyway, what do you think? Do you think Tyrese would make a good Green Lantern? No, not really. Like, um, I see Green Lantern being more like big tough guy, like, and uh, he's more of like a comedian, like. Yeah, Tyrese is more like he he's played like a. He's more of like a like gangster tough, like yeah. tough, like I don't know. That is pretty much what he's been in in most of his movies, or at least in Fast and Furious. I guess that might maybe I'm just jaded because of Fast and Furious. Well, yeah. Well, even in Transformers, he's like. Well, he's a military guy. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I never. I've never actually read a Green Lantern comic book oh, really? with John Stewart. John Stewart, like he, John Stewart's definitely not a thug. I mean, he gets like an architecture degree after he's done yeah, with the, he seems the like Marines. More, I don't know. Yeah. More different of a kind of dude. Straight. So I mean, he dude. could be change and be a different actor. Like, yeah, change his acting. Oh, I see what you're saying. Play a different character. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but the the next little little bit of news, um, and this is something that's that's been rumored for a while. Um, I don't know what necessarily the the recent developments have been that have brought it out to the forefront. Um, but that their Fox is is in negotiations with Marvel right now to be able to um, launch a an X Men TV show. Um, and live so, action, live action. Um, what this was rumored as originally was to be X Force, which is like a special ops, black ops X Men team, where basically they go and do you know the dirty work that the rest of the X Men can't know about. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch it. I like cool. X Men, so yeah, I I like X Men too. Yeah, I think really it'd be cool. awesome. Um, I'm sure they wouldn't be able to include two of the X Force, you know, that have been in most of the X Force teams, like uh, Deadpool and Wolverine, um, which are kind of like the main members of the uh, X Force well, as far as that people anymore. know. I know, right? Sounds lame. Um, but I'm sure, way. like, they'll probably be able to do. Uh, Maybe not Angel, because I don't know if they'll be able to put giant angel wings on him every single week on a or every yeah every week on a TV show. I don't know if they'll have the kind of budget for that, but um, you know I'm, I bet we'll get people like Psylocke and uh, uh, freaking Cable, people like that that are typically in the X Force. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see if this actually goes through. But I'd love to watch an X Men TV show on top of the million comic shows that are already out. As long as their costumes don't look like crap. You know, I hate those other comic book costumes. What, like Arrow and Flash? Arrow and Flash. And I disagree with you. They're awful, dude. They look... 
I don't know. They I look like stupid. Them. I like them because like Flash is wearing like a fire suit, so that when he you know runs at high speeds, the friction doesn't burn the suit off. I'm not saying that it's not functional. Yeah, I mean, but it looks stupid. Yeah, we we can we can differ in our opinions on that, but you should still like, watch the show because it's visually, fantastic. I've watched some. Okay, I haven't watched Flash, full episode. Flash is great. You need to watch a full episode. You need to watch like two or three full episodes. Yeah, oh, we kind of watched the first episode of Flash. At my house when we were watching Kinda. Gotham, we watched Gotham, and then we, even you got boy, you didn't even watch it. We were just sitting there, and well, I had already seen it. Oh well, you didn't want to watch it again, so there's that. Hey, I probably will rewatch it at some point. Um, but any, anyway, moving on from our ongoing differences with freaking Flash and Arrow, and I'm probably gonna watch it one day. But this is so awesome for real. You probably will, and but I'll, I'll still say they look took stupid. you forever. They still look stupid. That's my only complaint. Is only. It looks stupid. And the acting is not my favorite type of acting. Like, really dramatic, crappy crappy acting is not my... Yeah. I mean, yeah, the acting does leave a bit to be desired, but that's to be expected with a lot of TV shows. Because, I mean, Gotham Gotham has a lot of problems with its acting, but we still watch Gotham a lot. No, just with Fish Mooney. Not just with Fish... I mean, Gordon Gordon gets ham-fisted sometimes. Gordon goes... awesome, dude. He he'll yell at the tip of a hat. He'll just be yelling at somebody. Yeah, I mean he's a loose cannon cop. It's <laughs> a do good. But he's the straight edge, never, though. That's never, the thing is like never breaks any rules. You can't be like a loose cannon and a straight edge in the way that he is. But I mean, I, well, I they've love never the done show. it before, so nobody yeah, knows how to do it. So he's just like, yeah, <laughs> sure, whatever, I'll do it. <laughs> I think it's working. I like it. Yeah, I watched I the like last the last episode. If you haven't watched it, um, it was the one. Um, have you seen it? I, I'm not sure which one the most recent one is. I might not have seen the most recent. What? Yeah. It's, oh man, I don't know. If I'm, Just tell me, tell me a little bit. Don't spoil anything, but tell me a little bit. It's kind of hard because it has to do with Falcone. Oh, is this, is this where it all comes to a head? Is this where the, the big. Yeah. Cause she's, she's trying to take over and yeah. all that happens and she's, she's using her little spy. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, what's, what's her face? That girl. Yeah. By the way, we're going to spoil things. Have you seen it? No. You haven't seen it? No. Well, and I can't tell you. I just mean things in general, like I'm giving the spoiler warning because I always forget. But I always remember. Anyway, go watch <laughs> it. We'll, we'll talk about it on the next episode. Okay. Um, actually, I haven't even seen the last episode. That was the one from last week. Dude, I'm behind. Oh, so then we're both at the same spot. Because yeah. I haven't seen this week's episode. That's it. Yeah. Which one did you see? Come on, you're wasting time. I saw the one. Um, she so well, it was the girl, and then uh, let's see, the girl we had penguin. It was all kind of getting pretty dramatic, and it was when um, Fish tried to get Falcone to sign over. Yes, that one. Stuff. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. And okay, she get the yeah. So this new episode is gonna have, from what it looked like from the end, is Fish is in trouble because she tried to screw over Falcone and it didn't work. Yeah, that was that was an intense episode. I'm and remembering more now. she gets her little friend killed. I always forget about the episode until I start watching the next one, and then I'm like, oh yeah, this is what happened. Yeah. I'm glad they I'm glad they do those things at the beginning where it's like last time in Gotham. Yeah, they show all the cool stuff. Yeah. Um, but moving along from I was Gotham, gonna watch that today, but I didn't. You should have. I should have too, though. Ding, I had ding, so much ding. time at work today. I probably could have done a lot of things at work. I could probably could have read both of those comic books again today at work, plus watched the latest episodes of Flash, Arrow, and Gotham. It was so slow. Anyway, 
Um, some casting news for the Marvel series, a.k.a. Jessica Jones. Um, the one that most people are, are really excited about is David Tennant, um, who you may know as uh, one of the doctors on Doctor Who. He was the second... He was the second of the Doctors in the new series that started in whatever it was, 05. Um, he was the one that everyone wanted to play the Riddler in the Nolan trilogy. Is he the super hipster looking one? No, the super hipster looking one is Matt Smith. The one with like kind of like the longer, goofy looking face. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, no, not him. What? No. I saw a picture, I swear. David Tennant. He was in, uh, he's in Grace Point, which is... Is he the young looking one? No, Matt Smith is the super young-looking one. David Tennant is the one that has a normal face. He's kind of a hipster, but not super hipster. Just Google him, man. You'll you'll see a fit picture of him. Okay. He's in he's in Doctor Who. He's in uh, Grace Point, which is an adaptation of the British British show Broad British show Broadchurch, which he's also in. Isn't that weird? He's in the British version of a show, and then he's in the American adaptation of that same show. This is the young-looking one I was telling you about. Who? David Tennant? Yeah, he look. Yeah. He looks pretty young, but he's like I think he's in his forties. Whoa! Yeah, right. He look he looks way young, and I like David Tennant a lot. Actually, he's definitely my favorite Doctor. I haven't watched all of Doctor Who, but he's he's been really enjoyable for the episodes that I have watched. Um, the one with the long face is in the new Terminator, right? Yes, yeah, Matt Smith, long goofy face. Matt Smith is in Terminator Genesis. <laughs> Genesis. Genesis. Looks kind of cool. I saw the preview. So. Yeah. Um, but then also Rachel Taylor, um, is a girl that I'm fairly unfamiliar with, but she also got cast in the show and she will be, um, playing Patricia Walker, um, who is also, I think Patricia Walker is the, uh, alias of, um, oh shoot, I can't even remember what her character is, but she's somebody with something to do with something. Great information. I know, right? Um, Hellcat. That's who I'm talking about. Um, Patricia Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat. That's who she's going to be playing? Yeah, that's who she's going to be playing. Um, The Jessica Jones series is starting to come together because it's most likely going to be released uh, early next year or maybe even late this year. Um, But I'm I'm still just excited for Daredevil because that's like two months, three months away now. Two months. Two months away almost. A little less than two months. Right on. Or a little more than two months is what I mean. Shut up. That's only a limited story, right? Uh, yes. But they might. So it's so it's a it's one season. Continue. Each character is is gonna get one season. So like Daredevil is gonna have one like ten episode season. Then Jessica Jones. Then Luke Cage. Then Iron Fist. Then after that, they're all gonna have a team up season as the Defenders. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and Luke Cage is actually gonna be in Jessica Jones. Um, so he'll probably have more screen time than most of them. Um, cause they, I guess they date and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for these Netflix series, dude. I love binge watching. We're going to have to just like have a day long binge session when Daredevil comes out. They real, they release it all at once. Yeah. Every Netflix show. What? Yeah. The entire se- the season. How did I not known this? Yeah. How did you not know that? Like, it's like freak? you watch it in like one day. Yeah. That's what I like when, when Arrested Development came out and same with House of Cards. I just they one release day. everything at once. Yep, the whole season. How does that work? What do you mean? How does that work? Just like anything else. Huh. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, I know. It lets you binge watch the entire story arc, which is terrible sometimes, but awesome other times. 
I think it's awesome. That's what I did with Breaking Bad. Yeah. And yeah, you don't have to, you don't forget like to watch it like with Gotham exactly. or so you don't forget what's going on. Yeah. Well, and like so here's the thing though. It's great in that, but then at the same time if you watch like you watch it the day it's released and then you have to wait so long like with with House of Cards, I wait so long when I watched House <laughs> season 2 when it came out and now like season 3 is just barely about to come out and it was like a year ago that I watched season 2. So it's basically really long movies. Yeah, super long movies, but it's awesome. Because <laughs> Netflix, Netflix's production quality is amazing. Like, they're way better than any TV show. Like, HBO quality. It's like Game of Thrones and... Well, and I hope. Empire. I mean, I hope Daredevil is more HBO quality than CW. Yeah. Oh, it's... Dude, CW has nothing on freaking HBO and Netflix. Like, they <laughs> have movie-style quality. It's dope. Um, right on. Well, I'm excited for those, then. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go see what else is on Netflix. I never get on Netflix. Anymore. I know. Seriously, dude. Why don't you do that? A trailer was released this week. You know, Tabulous 4? Yeah. The Phantasmic 4. Dude, that was so much better than I thought. Right? Because I was thinking it was going to be like a modern day, like hipster version. But this is like really... This looks like sci-fi. Like yeah, it looks like modern Interstellar. Sci-fi. Like the preview makes it look like Interstellar. They even have a yeah. car driving down a dirt road. I know. It looked like that scene. I was, I was kind of like, wait, is this... Am I sure... Okay. But yeah, when they show all the actors and everything, and yeah, there's even a baseball scene too. Yeah, right? Yeah, so. You expected them to be sitting Interstellar there with superheroes. But yeah, it looks really sci fi, really cool, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just not. Not what you expected out of. Yeah, not what I expected. From all the rumors and all the internet hate. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is so stupid. Everybody's like way different. They're young, and Dr. Doom is going to be. Even though we didn't An see internet him, troll. Um, he's gonna, yeah, internet troll. But I think it's going to be really, really different movie yeah. than we've seen from any other Marvel movie ever made. Dude, exactly. And that's why so. I'm excited. I told you. So last week in my rant that I specifically made a note about before this trailer came out, it's exactly what I was talking about. Wait for a trailer. They're going somewhere different. I'm kind of excited about that. We have no reason to believe that it's either going to be good or not going to be good. So let's just wait for the trailer. Yeah. I mean, I still don't like when they change a lot of stuff. But oh, yeah. I, th- I think I said before that it's like I like it and I don't like it at the same time. Of course. But I don't know. And there's there's going to be certain things that we might not agree with or like about it. But like I didn't really like when when uh, the first images of like Captain America came out and especially in the Avengers. I don't know if I've told you this, but the first time I saw Avengers, I didn't like it. The first the movie, the whole movie, the whole movie Avengers. I didn't like it. What's wrong with you? I know. That movie- the second time I saw it, I loved it. Dude, I saw that like the first time, like when it came out, the night it came out. We all went and jumped in my forerunner <laughs> with the roof off. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it on a prom date. That was kind of cool. Oh, well. Yeah. I made the Orton twins freeze in the back of my truck because I had a roof on Did they go to see Avengers <laughs> with you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were regretting their decision. Oh, get in the truck with no roof. Yeah. Drive not, on the freeway. Not nah, where we yeah. live. Not <laughs> where we live. It was like May. I hated that, dude. <laughs> dude, I... That's the reason I hated that truck because you never had the route. He Chase used to drive back when we worked at the movie theater together. Um, I still have it, and we're gonna drive it, and you're gonna love it. If I wear a huge jacket, yeah. But he used to drive this Forerunner that had the top off. You know those? What what year was it? Eighty six. An eighty six Forerunner. The top came off, and we used to go off roading in it. But he'd never put the roof back on, and so when you'd get in the back of his truck, we'd go on the freeway or something, and the wind would just be 
It only slapping. went like 40 on the freeway anyway. It so. was still cold as freak, dude. You never sat in the back of that thing. You don't even know. I sat on the back of Devin's Bronco, and That's he didn't true. put it on till freaking November. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, back I feel to, bad for those uh, kids you took along to Avengers. Fantastic Four. But yeah, it looks good, man. I I was really impressed. I want to see another image of the rock. I mean, they've got you mean um, the thing, the thing, <laughs> oh, the rock creature, because they actually made him. He's like full CGI, so he's like a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, I watched it on my way here before um, I came to record. Okay. Because um, I wanted to see it again, and uh, he's not super big. Mm-hmm. Do not take a picture of me. I'm not. You're fine. Just keep going. You are taking a picture. Okay. Of me. Yeah, I am. Nobody does that with a camera. It's okay. Just keep. Just keep going. No, I, just keep talking. No cameras, bro. Okay, I'm fine. Put my hand up. <laughs> just keep talking. You're recording. You were in the. No, I'm not recording. I saw the picture. I know. I have a picture, but just keep going. Oh my gosh, man. Anyway, <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> you're in the middle of your rant talking about the thing. He looks cool, basically. Yeah, I was I was worried he was gonna be too big, like, oh, like uh, the Ninja Turtles. The Ninja Turtles are too big. They look they were cool, um, but I thought they were a little too big. But um, the thing looks. You only get to see like a side image of him, like a silhouette almost. Mm-hmm. And it, he's. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Like I, I kind of like it. Like just the way, I don't know the way he's shaped. I think it looks really cool for him. He looks really jagged. Yeah. Looks like a rock. And I, I like that part of it. Because like, yeah, I've always thought he looks too smooth. And the old, yeah, you were telling me. Yeah. He just looks too, like, I don't know, he, too sculpted. And he's supposed to be kind of a monster, you know? He looks, yeah, he looked, you could tell he was fake in the first movie. Yeah. And it was sure. all, it was, actually, it was really good, like, good looking. But it was more of like a. It's too polished. Yeah, too polished, too, like, comic book looking. Yeah. Almost. They, like for kids' movies, with their appearance in those original movies, they stayed really true to how the comic books looked, and I don't like—I don't necessarily think that that was a good thing, you know. Yeah, but that was before like, they started getting really. That's good. true. That was before like the Dark Knight series got super popular. Yeah, Fantastic Four was the the first one was one of the first in the early two thousands to start doing um, superhero movies. Spider-Man yeah, it was did after it, Spider Man, then X Men, then Fantastic Four. It might have been X Men, then Spider Man, then Fantastic Four. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was after the Hulk, actually, even. That Hulk sucked. But I hated the first Hulk. Um, it was so boring. But yeah, it was it was part of that initial batch of Marvel movies after they sold the rights, and uh, Fox and Sony um, started releasing Marvel movies left and right. Yeah, how did, how did Fox end up doing the X-Men so great on the first one? Like, not comic book and cheesy, and then the mm-hmm. Fantastic Four was super cheesy. I know. I think they were probably... I loved it, but I was younger. They were probably trying to get both sides in the market, I'm guessing. That's true. Now you they switched I mean? it up. Yeah. I know. Now they're both very... It seems like they're both pretty similar in tone, because watching that that, uh, that preview, it kind of seems a, a bit like Days of Future Past as far as the tone overall of it. Yeah. I mean, that was only a teaser, so yeah. we don't actually get to see... There wasn't very many lines in the movie. All no, you hear is um, Reed Richards say, ask a question like, oh, where are we going? Or yeah, something, something like I that. I can't remember what he says. But yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. So, I, I, I liked it a bit more than I expected to, though. And I, I actually do like Miles Teller as Reed Richards. Yeah. He, like, uh, yeah, there's one line. I can't remember what he says, but he's talking to some guy on a stretcher in the hospital or something. Yeah. And he seems super serious and super 
like in like he's got glasses on so he looks all intelligent <laughs> glasses make anyone smart yeah and it's like oh yeah because he's in all those movies where he's really you know like a dirty comedy movies where yeah. he's usually not have pants on <laughs> like yeah i've seen a couple movies and he never wears pants he always has a scene where he's naked yeah whatever works man. but i hope fantastic four is not like that yeah and i mean i don't think that it will be did you you deleted those videos anyway um, but <laughs> I'm a very sneaky. But uh, yeah, Fan Fantastic Four doesn't obviously. I mean, it seems like it will be a very serious movie. Um, I liked Kate Mara as uh, or Mara. I don't know how to pronounce it as uh, Invisible Woman. I don't know if like it looked like she was almost going to be like working at like the NSA or something like that. She was in like some data center. She had a headset on and she's yeah. on a computer. People around her with computers and she's like way in into whatever she's working on yeah she looked and it looked like a monitoring center because there were t- so many freaking screens behind her yeah so but we didn't get a lot of, a big glimpse on everything mm-hmm. um, but we did get enough human torch was working on his car which i mean it looked like it was like a fiero or something because yeah, he was on the back it was yeah i watched it and he's there's louvers on the on the yeah, quarter panel that seemed exactly like a fiero and yeah he's got it like popped open in the back and working on a mid-engine which dude if they if this movie has a fiero in it i'm on board 100 percent. fiero pontiac fiero best yeah. car ever dude i am so on board if johnny storm drives a fiero which is kind of fitting human torch driving a fiero firebird well i guess if oh yeah Firebird oh, yeah. would be much better than a Fiero. Yeah. Well, but I mean, he's probably like not. I mean, they're probably not super rich because I don't think the Storms were rich originally, anyway. And so, like, I'm not super rich, and I got one. Well, I yeah, Camaro, same, almost the same thing as a Firebird. That's true. I guess they could have given him like. You don't have to like be a, rich to build your own car. That's true. Anyway, this is not a car yeah. thing. But I mean, it's still if they have a Fiero in it, I'm still on board because <laughs> that car does not get near enough attention. I, I, I had a neighbor. Why. I had a neighbor a few years ago that had two of them. Two Fieros, yeah. He wasted twice on this as much <laughs> money as everybody else with a Fiero. Hey, man, it was a mid-engine four-cylinder who, Pontiac. Like, That's who's amazing. Like, who's like, dude, I got a Fiero. I need another Fiero. <laughs> I think both, like, I think he had all of his kids drive those Fieros through high school. I think they had a lot of kids. Maybe um, it was like a punishment. Like, you got to drive this car for your first car. Dude, I would love to like, drive no, a Fiero. it's a Fiero. I would, I still kind of want to buy a Fiero. Do it. I might, depending on how much they sell for. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll make fun of you. Like, if I can buy a Fiero for a couple thousand bucks, yeah, I'm doing it. Okay. Let's, anyway. Let's see. We'll, we'll post yeah, we'll, a picture we'll look for some of Fieros. Jason's Fiero. When I'll put a giant it. TMBC logo on the hood. Heck yeah. This Fiero might be cool. <laughs> <laughs> might be cool. Yeah, that might be cool. I no guess. sarcasm there. <laughs> Um, it's next on the list. <laughs> speaking of speaking of things that might be cool, this is something. So I was, I was recently uh, looking at um, furniture. I uh, you probably know. I've probably told you a few times about my DVD problems and just like where I have my my consoles and DVDs and stuff like that next to my TV. It's just kind of a weird spot. And so I want somewhere to like, or I wanted somewhere to store like my Xbox and all that, but also my my Blu-rays. Um. And I finally, like, after looking at a bunch of different places, I don't know why I didn't think of going to Ikea first, but I went to Ikea finally. And as I'm walking around Ikea, I realize that the names of all their series of furniture could easily be comic book alien names. What? Yeah, so, like, 
I just walking around, I'm like looking at it and I'm just like imagining all of these because they have these weird like Swedish names as like the name, you know, I think it's like the designer or Sweden. words that make mean like different things. Um, but I just, I feel like they could easily just be like names of alien races or something like that. Like I'm trying to, I'm pulling it up right now and just like looking at different, uh, different names like the, let's see, <clears throat> Bozhny. That just that really sounds more um Swedish. Yeah, that just sounds Swedish in general. Dang it. All the ones that I'm looking at right now sound sweet. Oh, Gundy. Um let's see. I'm Gundy gonna, from Canada. Yeah. Solar system Frosta, Marius. Um, let's see. Nornas. The Nornas people. The people of Nornas are displeased. Sounds like something from uh Thor. Right? See, that's what I'm saying. The Nornos, especially you're talking like Thor. <laughs> Nornos people are going to attack Asgard. Because I'm just like, I'm walking through and I'm just like, I'm making up these weird like names and scenarios in my head. Just, I don't know, for fun because I'm really dumb. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm like, I just couldn't under, like, I couldn't stand how perfect these these things sounded for, for alien names. Like, if you're ever bored, just come up with a story of warring alien races based on Ikea things. I'm trying to find a few more. Let's see. You're writing uh, a comic book and you can't come up with ideas? Head to Ikea. Grab an Ikea catalog. It's so easy. It's like, perfect. <laughs> People in Sweden are reading this like, what the heck? I know. These are, it's like just normal words for them. <laughs> it's like reading a Which comic book fun. and hearing <laughs> the, here, here. the long shelf. <laughs> Water storage. Black couch comes to attack people of the black couch. Morgadal. That's another one. The Morgadal people. The Niponris. The Niponros. <laughs> I'm just... Anyway. I'm, and you're having fun with it, so... I, w- I was having a lot of fun walking through Ikea and just... Because I was, I was actually with somebody and I was just commenting on all this and just doing all this random crap whenever I saw a stupid furniture name. And she she got really annoyed with it really fast. Um, I can't imagine why. Yeah, I know, right? I I thought it was funny. Anyway, so yeah, for anyone aspiring to write sci-fi comic books, just uh, run over to IKEA for all your alien name needs. Um, but I think that about does it. Even though that's not news, the rest of it was. Um, do you have any news or anything that you would like to talk about before we head over into our reviews? Uh, not that I can think of right now. All right, but well then. Cool sound effect. It's the reviews. That was my. Yeah, my. Okay, sorry. That's good. We have good production quality here in the Watchtower. Those are. I usually have good sound effects, but yeah. Nothing. Anyway. Whatever that was. (laughs) That was our. That was our reviews jingle. I was wondering, can you hear fire over a mic? Probably not. Just don't light my mic on fire. Oh, crap! Oh, sh- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which... Uh, oh, I guess first we'll be reviewing Kingsman, huh? What'd you think of Kingsman? Spoilers ahead, by the way. This movie hasn't even come out yet, so, yeah, don't... Like, if you don't want it to be spoiled, then... Well, let's... No spoilers on this thing, man. Oh, yeah, we can't spoil... Oh, we're shoot. trying to... We're the hype people. We literally can't even spoil... We're trying to get spoil. people to go watch it, because it was... Yeah. Okay, yeah, so never mind. No spoiler warning. Listen to it, because it'll make you want to watch the movie more, which is a good thing. 
What do you think of it, Chase? Okay, let's start with my first impression when I saw the preview. Okay. Was, um, this is lame. This is like a nerdy British kid with like a gold jacket. Like, what does this do? It's a grenade. Oh, I'm going to steal it. Put it back. I'm like, ah, this looks so stupid and like cheesy. Like, <laughs> it's not. It's 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 really cool. It's a lot different than I thought because when you watch it, you it's like, oh, it looks like a PG-13 movie. Yeah. But when the you uh, watch the movie, you mm-hmm. can obviously tell that it's rated R. Yeah, the... They borrowed a lot of filming techniques from from Quentin Tarantino's movies. This movie felt a lot like Kill Bill or Django Unchained. Yeah, it was just cool. The fight sequences were awesome to watch, and it was like the, the whole thing was one shot. I don't even know how they did it, but um, it was just a, it's amazing to watch just the fight scenes. And uh, you know, it's rated R, so now um, it's rated R for language and violence. That's about mm-hmm. it. Um, there's no sex, no new, no very, very, very brief nudity. There's, yeah, there is a brief moment of nudity toward the end of the movie. But it's just, it's yeah, it's not, yeah. it's nothing too bad. No, you don't have to worry about it. Nothing that will offend the easily offended. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of blood and f words. Yeah, but other than that, um, yeah, nothing that will offend the easily offended as far as nudity goes. There is a whole lot of F-words in this movie and a whole lot of blood. But anyway. People getting killed creatively. Yeah. Very creative killing in this movie. Very creative killing. Yeah, it's like a... I don't know. It's just cool. It, it is like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. Keeps you interested the whole time. You're like... Well, and this movie, know. like, it, it borrowed so many of, like, the the best parts about all of the older... Um, spy movies. Yeah, so if you're watching like the new James Bond and you're like me and was kind of disappointed that there weren't any like really super crazy far out there gadgets that James Bond is using. This thing go- fills that void. Yeah. Like plus ten. They've got they've got a lot of cool stuff. They got a lot of big guns. And uh I don't know, it's just they got these sweet suits and they go kick yeah. butt. Yeah, that was it was so like and I don't Colin Firth was awesome. I loved Colin Firth in it. Keep your mouth shut um, on what? anything to do with Colin Firth's character because there are a lot of a lot of reveals with any of the characters. There's most of the characters in this movie aren't quite what you expect. Would you agree? Yeah, a lot of this it's like yeah, it's just not what you expect from the preview. You expect mm-hmm. it to be some cheesy PG thirteen movie, but what I figured is it it's a rated R PG thirteen movie because mm-hmm. most rated R movies are like a lot more serious. And if you watch Django, there's, like, huge dialogues that take 20 minutes to watch. Yeah. None of that. Just awesomeness the whole way through. That Yeah, that's what I like about it. There was nothing in this movie felt like it was slow or... Cliché. Yeah, or cliché or taking too long. Like, even the scenes that didn't have, like, the action or the fighting or anything like that, they still were fully, like, purposeful. There wasn't a moment where you were, like, looking at your watch or anything like that, you know? Yeah, and there was a lot of comedy. Um... Yeah, yeah, more comedy than I. It was like smooth throughout. You know, some movies are they're like serious, and then they're like, "Oh, hey, we're gonna throw in some comic relief." Um, This and it feels forced. Yeah, this movie was so smooth in the way everything worked out for it. So it's just it's really good to watch and you just entertain the whole time. So all the funny moments in this movie were actually funny, and that's what I liked about it. Is like like if you watch Green Lantern, for instance, it tries to be funny like a million times, and you just 
don't care. Like, it doesn't make you laugh at all. Yeah, this movie's, like, super British, too. Like, some of the <laughs> jokes, I didn't, like, quite fully understand. So I, was like, I was like, that's a British yeah. uh, humor. I was like, I don't understand that. Well, and, like, when they say pissed and mean drunk or, like, pissing and mean drinking or something like that, like, yeah. I think that's one that people are going to be like, what? I don't get it. I actually watched, listen to a comedian talk about Australia today, and that's what he's talking about. Oh, really? Is that when they say, you want some piss? It means... Beer, alcohol, yeah, beer, and then yeah. if you want to get pissed, that means you get drunk. Yeah. And they say that a lot. And a lot of some of the um, characters, not the main characters, um, yeah, some of the other ones, yeah, like the the thug kids. Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand anything the one guy was saying. <laughs> he had a pretty thick Cockney accent. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was a ride. Like I I I think every part of this movie did exactly what it was trying to do. Like I don't think that there was any bit that felt like it was trying to be too serious, trying to be too lighthearted, trying to, you know, be overtly discreet or anything like that. Like, I think that every single scene did exactly what they were trying to do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like the one thing with this movie, it felt like it was really the director and the creators. Like, I feel like they had a lot of freedom with it. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, you were gonna read the because it's based on a comic book, right? Yeah, yeah. So you said you were gonna you didn't want to read it beforehand because you didn't want to be like analyzing everything they did right and wrong, exactly, and what they should have done better. Um, but yeah, you're gonna go. You're gonna go read it. Yeah, I. So I before the movie, I read the first issue, the very first issue of the series. Um, How did it match up with just that first? Pretty spot on, actually. Really? Yeah, like a lot of it was pretty spot. The one thing. Is that in the... Oh, never mind, I can't even tell. But the first scene in the movie is different from the first scene in the book. Um, but overall, the mood and what it sets up in those in the first issue and in the first few scenes of the movie are the same. It's just like the first about five minutes of the movie weren't in the first issue. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a really clever movie, too. They have um, stuff like surprises and like unexpected things. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it is compared to the book. Uh, if, if yeah, and I'll, I'll be reading it pretty soon. I've actually got it just right there on the shelf. You have the whole thing. Yeah, is it just like a one? Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think it's like volume? a nine or ten issue story. So it's just a uh, one single volume. So there's no possibility for a sequel. They might make one now. They should. It's a really good movie. Yeah, I mean, Mark Miller, the creator, has been known to not work on a franchise or something that he creates for years and then make a sequel to it. And the way the movie, and I don't know if this will be the same with the comic book, but the way the movie leads, leaves off isn't like, it doesn't leave you on a cliffhanger or anything. No. But there's definitely, like, you could make a sequel from that if you wanted to. Yeah, because there's nothing that actually finishes, like, the story. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't necessarily it leaves it, it, it leaves it wide open. Like, yeah. It just leaves a wide open door. You could be perfectly satisfied if this was just a one-shot movie, but at the same time, if they made sequels, it wouldn't feel forced. Yeah. It would fit right in. Mm-hmm. They could do whatever they want. Like, some movies, like, that have, like, a, like a what is it called? A theme? Like, The Hangover? Mm-hmm. Like, they go get drunk, and then there's, like, specific things, and they try to make a sequel and do it again. Yeah, it's just kind of... And then they make a third sequel, like, okay, we're going to do it different, Yeah, but with the same characters, and call it The Hangover 3, even though they never got hung over. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't work <laughs> for me. And what I the one thing so the one thing I feel like um some people might need to understand and I, I don't I don't know if this is the case or not. But I think something that people need to understand is that 
when you watch this movie, these guys aren't associated with any government. So they're completely a private well, intelligence they organization. That in the movie. They do, but they do it pretty briefly. I caught it. Yeah, I know you caught it and I caught it. But I yeah. feel like some people might or like if you're looking at your phone or like eating your popcorn or something when they explain it, you could miss it. I don't think you can miss it because they 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 say it a couple times throughout in the end. They don't say it exactly, but they hint towards Yeah. Um they're like, Oh, no one else is gonna do this because yeah, because of politics or whatever. Stupid. Yeah, and, yeah. Anyway, you have to watch it and find out. Yeah, but um, just yeah, no going in like it. It is privatized, and so there's because there's a couple moments that you're like, well, they're you know like anyway. Um, but then uh, I what I one thing I liked about it is how all the Kingsmen are. They take on when they when they're initiated as Kingsmen, they take on a name of a Knight of the Round Table. Yeah. I think that was way cool. So like Michael Caine plays uh, his, he goes by Arthur is his code name. Um, Colin Firth is Lancelot. No. Um, another character. Oh, Colin Firth was. Um, Start with a G or something. Gil Galahad. Galahad, Galahad, Lancelot. Uh, those are the three main ones that they talk about. Mark Strong was Merlin. Mark Strong Merlin. was Merlin. Mark Strong, by the way, Mark Strong's character is like the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. There's so many good scenes with him. This is my gun. <laughs> this I'll go is mine. Get, I'll go get you yours. <laughs> I got more guns. <laughs> this is so good, dude. He's just, yeah, he's bad A. He's cool. Yeah. And Mark Strong is one of my favorite actors. It really, like, the saddest part about the Green Lantern movie not hitting is that we don't get to see Mark Strong as Sinestro. Because he was fantastic as yeah, Sinestro. Yeah, the, the, the almost after credit scene like mm-hmm. they end the movie and then it starts up like immediately after yeah which they have one of those scenes in this movie so when everybody's standing up just chill oh yeah it's totally worth it <laughs> like that wasn't sarcastic i don't know if that sounded sarcastic but yeah no it's it is totally worth it so yeah and yeah mark strong mark strong he's they need to use him in more movies he had his own tv show called like low winter sun or some crap something like that yeah I never watched it, actually. It just kind of sucks, because he's a really good actor, and in this movie, he he gets to use his full accent, which is almost Irish. Yeah, he's... I don't know exactly where Mark Strong is from. He might be from, like, Wales or something like that, but he does have a pretty thick accent. You can understand him, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can understand him. It's just... It's thick. Like, it's definitely there. He's got the coolest accent in the movie. Oh, for sure. In my opinion. I I love Mark Strong, and I love love seeing him in those Jaguar commercials with, like, Tom Hiddleston and uh, Ben Kingsley and... The Beast from X Men. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nick Holt is in those now, huh? Yeah, and then uh, the kid. Who, I don't know who the kid's name is. Are you, I've never seen him as an actor before. Um, but at, at the beginning, that's what I was hesitant uh, to see this movie because, like, oh, I don't know if I like the actor. Yeah. He does a great job to play that exact character that he needs to be in the movie. Yeah. And it's really good because he, he kind of has. He kind of changes throughout the movie. Mm hmm. But he's pretty much the same character. Yeah, I, I liked him a lot, and like I, it kind of like after seeing that movie, I'm disappointed that he wasn't cast as Cyclops, like people were saying he was going to be. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, he has a Cyclops. he has a pretty thick accent too. So does Christian Bale. Christian Bale's accent is is it really thick. that like he's from Wales, dude? Which is like Welsh people have some of the thickest accents of anybody. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you if you've ever heard Christian Bale in like interviews and things like that he he goes pretty thick on his accent uh-huh well 
Um, that would have been cool. Yeah, but no, I'm sure I'm sure he could do it because like they they actually have specific like acting coaches and stuff like that that the the studios hire to get people to, um, you know, use different accents or whatever. Um, but yeah, Mark Strong was it was English, but his mom is Australian and his dad's Italian, so that's probably why his accent is so unique. Who? Mark Strong. He Who? grew up in England. Who's but, Mark Strong? Dude, we were just talking about him. Merlin. Merlin's Mark Strong. Yes. We're talking about the kid, dude. I know, but before that, I was because I was looking at it on my phone. I know oh. I'm changing subjects really fast. Jeez, man, you're confusing. <laughs> me, but no, he he was he was raised in England, but his mom was Australian and his dad was Italian. So I'm sure that has something to do with how how unique his accent is. That's interesting. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I love that they did like the the Knights of the Round Table um, theme with all the the code names. Um, the the training for the the new recruits or whatever or the the candidates whatever they call them i can't remember nominee nominees i don't know they like that all those sequences were pretty awesome there was some intense moments like uh the, i won't spoil anything but there was that that intense moment where they're um both the in the separate rooms ones with with merlin and ones with arthur oh yeah yeah that's pretty good and you saw this in the commercial in the preview, they jump out of an airplane, and one of their people does not have a parachute. Oh, yeah, and they don't find that out until, like, they're getting pretty close to the ground either. Yeah, well, that, I was just going to say, it's a pretty intense scene. It like... Yeah. There's a lot of really, like, the, the intensity gets like, pretty like, intense like, oh in this movie. Oh, my gosh, what is going to happen? The intensity... But, get, that's funny. I just used... I just said the intensity gets pretty intense in this movie. Intensity... Dude, it's, like, intensity intensified. Yeah, it's intensity squared. Yeah. Yeah. Intensity times intensity equals intense. Intensity gets intensely intensified. There we go. That's cubed. Making up intensity stupid, cubed now. Making up stupid stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, so is that? You got anything else to say about Kingsman? Other like the only thing that I have more to say about Kingsman is go and freaking watch it. As long as you don't mind blood and swearing, there's no reason you shouldn't see this movie because it was freaking amazing. <laughs> One of the characters doesn't even like blood. <laughs> He says that in the trailer, actually. It's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> people people already know that, but yeah, he can't stand the sight of blood. Yeah, Makes it's, him pretty, throw it's up. pretty bloody. So if you, like, if, if you want to see blood and cool action, mm-hmm. that's, the action sequences are like my favorite part because we went and saw Taken 3 yeah. a couple weeks ago. Worst action sequences, like camera change, camera change, different oh. angles, blah, blah, blah. And it was like all of a sudden the fight was over. And it was like, oh, yeah, I'm an old guy that beat him up. I know. But yeah, I was like, and forget about... Uh, Liam Neeson, um, Colin Firth. Firth, he's the new cool. Old For real, guy. yeah, he's awesome in the movie. I know he should be like an old James Bond or something. Yeah, I guess he kind of is in this movie, really. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's everything James Bond is now. I know this this was just it was so good. The action scenes were amazing. The cinematography was fantastic. The acting was all really good, actually. Um, yeah, I I freaking loved this movie. And, and if you're thinking Samuel L. Jackson's lift is going to get annoying. It really doesn't. It doesn't. Like, yeah. in the first scene, you're like, oh, this is going to get annoying. But he pulls it off. Samuel L. Jackson is awesome. Yeah, he even pulls off the fact that he's wearing, like, bright, crazy colors all the time. Dude, Samuel L. Jackson can do whatever <laughs> he wants, whenever he wants, sound whatever he wants, however he wants, That's dress was... however he wants, and everybody's like, he's awesome. That was what was crazy about it, is, like, I thought, like, when I was watching the previews, I was like, oh, his outfits are going to look so dumb in the movie, but, like, I didn't I didn't mind it. Like, all the things that I thought were going to annoy me in the movie didn't annoy me at all. Yeah. Well, I figured that he, the way he dressed was in the comic books, and it, in the or in the uh, book or whatever. Yeah, in the graphic novel, whatever, comic whatever, books. Whatever you want to call it. 
that that character was really extravagant with his outfits. Yeah. Because every time he wore an outfit, it was different shades of blue, different shades of pink, different shades of white. Yeah. All one color, but they were, yeah, so. Yeah, that's true. He's an interesting character. I I really like how they made him sort of like an evil Steve Jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, or just a Steve Jobs to some people. Some people think Steve Jobs is really evil. I don't really, I, I didn't know him, so I don't know. Yeah, I heard he was not the nicest person. Speaking of, really quickly, speaking of Steve Jobs, Michael Fassbender just got cast as Steve Jobs in the new Steve Jobs uh, bio movie. I hope it's better than the last one. Yeah, it probably will be. And Seth Rogen is playing Steve Wozniak. Awesome! <laughs> I know, right? It's actually kind of perfect. <laughs> Like he's going to be sick. I know. But yeah, I Michael mean, Fassbender and Seth Rogen. Yeah, the last one, it was like they tried to get the characters to look exactly the same, and they did because yeah. Ashton Kutcher looks just like Steve Jobs. Yeah. And uh, the other guy looked like the Waz. Yeah. Like, well, it looked really good, but... Yeah, it just didn't quite hit. In this movie, it was originally going to be Christian Bale as Steve Jobs, and I was kind of I was kind of like, yeah, but maybe not. But then he dropped out, and so now it's Michael Fassbender, and I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah, he he's going to pull it off. Yeah. It should work. Anyway, back to reviews. Uh, which which one do you want to do first, Chase? Uh, I say Marvel. All right. So should we go? That's the one I read first. <laughs> <laughs> Deadpool, the good, the bad, and the ugly. What did you think of it? Um, I thought it was pretty great. Let me. I'll, I'll read the, the description from the back of the book just to give you guys kind of a little, if you haven't read it yet, but you're okay with spoilers, I'll give you a little intro to it. It begins with a lost Deadpool adventure from the groovy 70s as DP hits the streets with Power Man and Iron Fist. But when the threat of the trio for hire faced resurf... Oh, when the threat... When when the threat the trio for hire faced resurfaces in the modern day, Deadpool must track down his old pals for a rematch. Then when Deadpool's past in the Weapon X program returns to haunt him, he recruits fellow Weapon Plus alums and reluctant allies, Wolverine and Captain America. In the heart of the enemy's clutches, the three get sucked deeper into the mysteries they uncover. But... When the heroes re- learn that Deadpool's past has been weaponized, can they unite to take this new threat down in time? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you have to read it to go find out. Yeah. We're, we're going to spoil the crap out of this. You guys, we've been telling you for weeks to read it, so you should have read it by now because I, I loved it. What did you think, Chase? thought it was cool because like, when I first started reading it, I thought the beginning was just going to be like a short little... like. Oh look, funny seventies. Yeah. He's, he's got an afro over his mask <laughs> and everything. So, yeah. but it keeps going on, and I'm like, oh, this is this is my first Deadpool comic book I've ever read. And I'm this, like, this is this is a good I'm first like, one. This is pretty funny, man. That's yeah. really cool. And the the bad guys named <clears throat> the White Man. <laughs> I love how many times they play on that. They're like, uh, what, what is it like? The White Man's trying to keep us down or something well, like he that. Says he they're says, trying to keep the White Man down, and everybody's <laughs> like, what the heck, man? It's like, that's that's not right. Yeah, that's, not, that's backwards. I love that, and I love like Deadpool's wearing like bell bottom pants, and he's got this like giant Deadpool logo necklace with his freaking afro. Is he wearing a mask. vest too? He's got. A he vest. is wearing a vest. Yeah, like he looks like Shaggy almost. Yeah, and like uh, Power Man and Kung Fu, Iron Fist, Iron Fist are like uh, <laughs> the whole time they're just like, go away, man. You're just causing problems. And he's like, well, we're a team. It's like, you're not on our team. And the, that's the whole thing. Uh, Power Man's getting all pissed. Yeah. The whole time. Even when they uh, come back into the the future when it starts over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I love how annoyed they are by Deadpool. 
Yeah, so they get they have this whole adventure with uh, the white man. They he freezes him and uh, turns to stone, and then he comes back. Yeah, and yeah. He's terrorizing and he's talking to this kid, guy on a cam with a camera phone, helping him out. So <laughs> the whole first part was uh, it's really entertaining, just fun to read. Yeah, and then it transitions really weird. Like it does. I I didn't I haven't read anything before this, so all of a sudden some girl shoots him. Yeah. And apparently um they're trying to bring him back for more experiments cuz they've secretly been letting him roam around do whatever he wants and then they come sneak and get him back. Mm-hmm. And take him back for more experiments which he didn't know that's been happening for like 10 years. Yeah, cuz he they keep like giving him what amnesia or whatever. Yeah, so his like brain's super messed up and yeah, he which explains goes in, a lot about him. Yeah, so like the whole mood of the his character changes throughout the book. Yeah, is he's like you know Deadpool, and then all of a sudden he gets really serious, and um, a lot of stuff starts going down, and he has no idea about his past, and they tell him that he has a daughter, so his character kind of changes. Um, yeah, he gets like he's like, more serious than Deadpool. He's like really is. serious. He doesn't care if he dies. He doesn't care what happens to him. At one point, he shoots through his own bicep to yeah. silence a bullet. I love, I love that scene because like it, it does perfectly just like show that he really just doesn't give a crap at that at that moment. You know, like he's just he, he doesn't care about like whatever you know consequences. He doesn't care about the pain, anything like that. He just does it. You know, like he silences his bullet with his freaking bicep. Yeah, and at one point, like he's got someone else in his head. Yeah, well, so Deadpool has always had um, dissociative disorder, which is used to be called multi-personality. That's what I thought, but, like... Oh, you, but no, in this... Keep in this reading, one, he actually has someone yeah, trapped in his head. So it used, to be, it used to be that it was just dissociative disorder, and then, like, this um, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent gets trapped in his head in one of the previous stories. Yeah, so Deadpool, at one point, gives up, and, like, they oh, catch him, he, him he escapes... Yeah. And then he, he, they catch him again, and he's given up. And the the shield agent is like, "No, you can't do this, Deadpool. I know you can." So the shield agent has to take over his body, yeah, to uh, basically try and get him out of there. But he has no skills that Deadpool has. So he's like, "Deadpool, he's trying to convince Deadpool to come back and fight for this daughter that he may or may not have." Deadpool thinks that he has a daughter. Yeah. Um, the shield agent doesn't. So they they talk a lot inside uh, his head. Yeah, I'm he, looking at that scene right now in the book. But yeah, it's really interesting to to learn about Deadpool's past because I didn't even know who Deadpool was. Yeah, but apparently I didn't know he was in the Weapon the X either. program. Yeah, that's so that's how he got created. And actually, Captain America, the Super Soldier Serum, was also developed in the Weapon X program or the Weapon Plus program, is what they call it. But uh, yeah, it's. It's really interesting. Um, I love... So in this book, there's a scene where Deadpool, like, <laughs> he just comes into into Wolverine's um, room and, like, it's... I believe it's the Avengers Tower. Um, comes in there. He's like, Rise and shine, pumpkin. I know you're pretending to be asleep, Logan. Logan's like, if I get out of this bed, you're going to have... Let's see. You're going to have six deep holes to bleed from. He's like, you would stab me? We're like sorority brothers. He's like, Wade, I think I'm in trouble. You're always in trouble. This is different trouble. I think I'm being targeted. 
You ever feel like we're being followed? He's like, I'm an X-Man and an Avenger and a reformed terror. Somebody's always out to punch my ticket. He's like, no, I meant us, Weapon Plus subjects. Do you remember someone named Butler? Then he's like asking him, why do you smell weird? Um, Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, and then when Wade walks out of the room, he just says, bye, Storm. And then you just see from like under the covers, just a voice, dot, 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 bye, Wade. So Wolverine and Storm have been sleeping together this whole time. and It's kind of funny. I didn't even catch that. You didn't even catch that? No. Yeah. Check it out. Wade basically walks in, wakes Wolverine up, and is like talking to him about how he feels like he's being followed and like people are, you know, someone's hunting down the Weapon Plus recruits. And like as he's walking out of the room, you just see this lump from the bed. Oh. I mean, I remember <laughs> seeing that, reading that, but I didn't even think anything of it. I laughed so hard when I got to that part. She's under the covers. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I, I love the banter between Deadpool and Wolverine because Wolverine just freaking hates him and Deadpool just loves getting on his nerves. He loves to get on everybody's nerves. That's true. I feel like everybody hates him. Yeah. Most but. people do kind of hate Deadpool. And that's why like you start to feel sympathetic about him. How does... Okay, so he he goes to Wolverine and does that uh-huh. and leaves. And then he goes to Captain America. And Captain America, does he know Deadpool? Yeah. At this point, they're like talking and he's like trying to help him out. Well, he... As you can see, Captain America... Well, as you can't see, as I can see, <laughs> Captain America's fighting some people, and then uh, Wade's or Deadpool comes over, and he's like, hey, Captain America, starts talking to him and stuff um, about, you know, people targeting him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that they knew each other. I was, I thought, like, he's going to be like, Captain America's gonna be like, oh, you're a bad guy. Let me kill you. Well, they both knew of each other. And the thing with Deadpool is, like, in the Marvel Universe, Deadpool is kind of like sort of like the Punisher, where he's not a bad guy, but he's not a good guy. People know about him. And Deadpool's kind of like that guy that people have heard of and is kind of crazy. And yeah, so like Captain he, knew about him. He just kind of ignores him, though. Yeah, he totally does, because he's crazy. Yeah, they end up getting captured, all of them, all three of them, mm-hmm. and then they got to bust out. Yeah, the thing with Deadpool is his villains are never plotting to, to blow up the universe and everything like that, and he's invulnerable, so people really don't care about his problems. It's like, well, you're not going to die, and none of the people you're dealing with are ever going to like blow up the world or anything, so I think we're in the clear. Huh. But, yeah, I I really liked that, like how, how, especially for most of the book, like people really don't take him seriously at all, and then finally Cap and Wolverine realize sort of what's going on with him and everything. And then they see all the, and like that part hit kind of hard when they, when they find the Weapon Plus recruits that they've been experimented on, experimenting on and like recreating the X-Men. Yeah, they're actually, it's like the, the plot from X-Men Origins. Origins Wolverine. They're yeah. using Deadpool's DNA um, to recreate more. Yeah, to create recruits. more, like not into one person, but they're using like these they're using his DNA to basically stabilize the the Weapon Plus yeah, serum. Yeah, because they're or doing whatever. it in a new country with a dictator in like North Korea or something. Yeah, and they're all North Korean versions of Deadpool mixed with like There's Nightcrawler like Wolverine, and Wolverine like... and all sorts of them. So they're like yeah, so Asian a ton of mutants, zombie-looking versions. Yeah, yeah, because so. they've got Wade Wilson's skin condition. Because that's the the side effect of his regeneration is that like his skin just cannot cannot like heal right or his skin can't really like seal to his muscles like it should yeah does he usually because in this one you see him without his mask and, and he's got the crazy face suit, like a lot yeah he's usually not out for, of it that much yeah because i thought it was like he always wore, i never seen him until i read this book without 
Oh, really? His mask and costume on, and I was like, man, he's ugly dude. I know. that, And that's why he wears his costume most of the time. But I think this book, they were trying to convey just how, like, how tortured he was. And so I think that's why they showed him out of his costume so much. Yeah, because he, yeah. I mean, they have him as a test subject. Yeah. And he sneaks a bomb into his own leg. I know. So when they actually capture him, because he, he knew he was going to get captured. Yeah. So he's like, well, I'll just blow him up. I'll be fine. But... <laughs> And he just doesn't care about the pain. Yeah, it it turns into like from like just him and those three: the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm guessing that's um, Deadpool, um, Captain America, and Wolverine. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, uh, but yeah, they end up having to like save all these prisoners of camp, and they don't do a very good job. Yeah. So that was. It was a good story, man. Like I, I really enjoyed that, especially the dichotomy, like or I guess trichotomy between him, Wolverine, and Cap. Just how different they are as characters, but how similar they are, you know? Yeah. Like they have similarities as like military recruits, and they've been used for experiments and things like that. But then just like their their attitudes, their egos, and everything are just so different. So I don't know. I I, I really it is liked... a really interesting dynamic between the trio. Yeah. I think they should be in more because... Oh, totally. Yeah, I actually liked it because... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would love to see a longer run with those three teaming up. And, like, I've I've always enjoyed Wolverine and Captain America stories in the past, and so it was really interesting throwing Deadpool right in the middle of that because he's so... Just so different from them. He's freaking crazy. He's, you know, like a, a complete schizophrenic... Um, you know, he's he's way more violent than either one... Either Captain America or Wolverine are... But then they all do have very similar paths of just being sort of used as as military experiments, and having to be in a lot of wars. Which yeah. um, there's a scene with Captain America where he's he's talking about he has to stop, um, and they're looking at a truck full of dead bodies, mm-hmm. and he's telling Bucky, he's like, "We we can't let this ever happen again," and that's kind of why how Captain America joins in with them because they have to go save all these, um, basically the same situation that captain america was in during world war ii uh-huh. trying to save prisoners that didn't do anything wrong yeah so they're all trying to save the day get rid of a dictator yeah but yeah it was i don't know i i just i so i kind of want to read a little bit more stories about deadpool yeah, I do. I don't, know, I don't really have anything com- to compare this to. Of oh, this isn't his usual, um, or this is like way different than. Yeah, well, well and, it's a really nice take on the character because this is the only take I have on the character. So. Yeah, well, and honestly, like the current the Marvel Now run, which is written by um, Jerry Duggan, is probably the best Deadpool run that there's ever been. Um, I mean, Daniel Way, some people liked it, some people didn't. Rob Liefeld, most people didn't necessarily liked it. It was very, very 90s. Um, but since Marvel Now, Jerry Duggan and Brian Poston, they've been they've been a, a writing team on it. Brian Poston's actually a comedian. Um, or Brian Posehn, I think is maybe how you say it. Um, but they've been a writing team on this, and basically every volume is a different artist in their Deadpool run. Um, and it's, it's all been fantastic and they've all sort of had like different moods throughout each of the, each of the volumes, but I really think they were good. And the nice thing is like this, this one got serious and it it was a different tone than the rest of the books, but it didn't feel like a different character at all. Like from, from my experience reading all this, 
it feels totally like it's the same voice, the same guy and everything. It's just a more sort of dark time in his life. Yeah, he still tries to like make jokes about it and stuff and be himself, you know, Deadpool, but he's like got a more um serious tone to himself. So. Yeah. What what did you think of the art in this book? Um, I thought it's good art. I mean, it's not my favorite type of art. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it was pretty good. Yeah, a lot I, of lines. Yeah, tons of lines. And this is uh, the artist's name is Declan Shalvey, and a, he kind of so he doesn't he doesn't do a ton of like color detail or like really tons of detail at all. He's more emotive. Like his his artwork is just basically mostly based on emotions, and it's a very simplistic art style. But at the same time, it is it is more detailed than you expect it to be when you look at it. Um, and he does use a ton of lines rather than shading. He just uses really thick, like sort of inked lines. Um, but I don't know. I really liked it. And he actually, uh, Declan Shalvey went and did Moon Knight right after this, which is another great graphic novel that maybe at some point we'll, uh, we'll review. Um, but I, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really cool for this story, especially with how they use colors when you compare Wolverine, Captain America and Deadpool, like the colors just stand out so much against each other you know the blue of cap's outfit the yellow of wolverines and then the red of deadpools they all really sort of separated each other really well but i i liked the art and i think it, it fit really well in this book cool and uh so the way deadpool came to be was he is a ripoff basically of yeah deathstroke yeah he's a direct ripoff of, of deathstroke rob liefeld in fact basically created him specifically for that reason to to sort of make a parody of deathstroke hmm, that's pretty cool yeah so and you'll you'll notice like you know deathstroke's name is slade wilson deadpool's name is wade wilson they're both mercenaries they both have similar looking outfits that just are sort of different colors um they're both you know heightened in their senses and all that crap um the only difference is is wade wilson is unkillable which was more of a commentary on like deathstroke as a character how like he never gets killed and he's seemingly invulnerable even though he's not type thing but yeah he's pretty cool so the yeah the the one we read is the judas contract yeah teen titans the judas contract which is like from the 80s yeah, it's uh dude their hairstyles are like, like <laughs> so eighties. Oh super eighties. Like they like they're dressed in like eighties clothes. It's really weird because like you think about all the new comic books that are out today and they're they do the exact same thing, but like it's like, oh yeah, that's normal because that's happening today. Yeah. But twenty, thirty years ago or <laughs> 20, 30 years in the future, all these comic books are going to look the same as these old ones. Oh, exactly. Where it's like, whoa, look, look at the how they dress. Look at how weird their hair is and stuff. But yeah, it's it a lot different. I actually liked it a lot. I didn't, really? You said it was four issues, so I was like, oh, it's going to be really short. But these issues... Yeah, they are, like, are oversized. <laughs> they're like twice as long. But yeah. the whole story, everything, how it was put together, I really liked it. Yeah, I did so, too. And it was written by Marv Wolfman, who was actually at one time, before he wrote this, before Marv Wolfman went to DC, he had actually been writing for Marvel for a long time, and he was actually editor-in-chief at Marvel. Um, so he was he was basically like the main person in charge of all of Marvel's comics before he went and wrote uh, this Teen Titans book with, with George Perez as the artist. But Wolfman and Perez actually stuck together as a team for a long time on Teen Titans. 
Really? Yeah, and they're just barely they're starting to reprint all their uh, their entire run on Teen Titans now, and so they just barely released um, the first volume of their run um, reprinted. You know, with like new. You know how before it was printed on like newsprint paper and stuff like that. Oh yeah, the old comic books, and so they're they're uh, printing new trade paperbacks with the type of materials that they uh, use now. And so I I'm probably going to start buying them because I love the the old Teen Titans stuff too. Yeah, I actually this one actually made me want to read more because um, they've got Terra. Yeah, which is she becomes a Teen Titan a year before this happens. Yeah, and turns out she is a traitor. She's psycho. I know. She she was crazy. They made her super crazy in this story. Yeah, like this is the first time I actually saw this story. I've actually watched this story on Teen Titans, the TV show on yeah. Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network. Yeah, and they have it, and there's a lot of stuff from that that's in the comic book or from the comic book that's in uh, the show. It's in the show, yeah. And they've got Cyborg when he's trying to bust his... Yeah, when he's trying to break his record for his lifting and go beyond his limits and stuff like that. They Even show that in those episodes. They know yeah. his limits. I, I don't know if it's in the same episode. I think it was a two-part episode. Well, on, they had on him this for one. a while. They had Tara for a while. And Did she, they really? He was, Robin was fighting Slade a long time. Yeah, I just like, remember these moments. Yeah, I can't remember a lot. Um, but, that the, yeah, the things I remember is they had Tara, and she did have a relationship with um, Beast Boy, which is Changeling in this comic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but they in the TV show they tried to make her like an like a victim. Yeah, like it wasn't her fault, and I don't. I think she actually ended up dying as well in the TV show. I think so too. Um, but yeah, in the the comic book, once she goes traitor and they know it was her, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like crazy. She <laughs> she goes against Slade. She goes yeah. against she goes berserk. Everybody and she's like I hate everybody. It's like. Because she associates it with uh, the terrorists that she grew up with, yeah, yeah, or something. I don't know a whole lot about her backstory, but yeah, I don't either. If you read, um, there's a, a new Teen Titans called Terra Incognito, um, and that's the one that kind of like is the year that she was with the Titans before this, oh. and that'll probably explain it better. But yeah, she's crazy. And then this comic book has a lot of like significance in the comic books because it's the first introduction of nightwing in yeah. the third issue it's the first introduction of jericho and jericho who comes back like 20 or 15 years later in the in the teen titans run that jeff johns did oh really you, you read that didn't you the first volume of teen titans yeah he was in that wasn't he yeah because he was in he was inside deathstroke yeah i remember hearing, like reading about that i can't remember a whole lot about it yeah but yeah there's something about him coming back um, I don't know what happened to him because he becomes a Teen Titan after um, after this story. Yeah, so after the Judas contract, he's a Teen Titan. I don't know how long he was on the team, but I don't think he was on for a super long time. <clears throat> yeah, and then it's also got a lot of Deathstroke's origin. Yeah, they've got his wife that's um sort of helping Dick out, helping Nightwing. Yeah, but it's out. like when he says he says Slade, and she goes Slade. You mean Slade? That's my husband. Yeah. But they were tracking him, so they would have known that that was him. And yeah. they were saying, oh, it's sloppy. And I was like, I was confused by that. I don't know, maybe I misunderstood. Well, no, yeah, you missed So she, when when she was talking to Nightwing, she was explaining to him that that was his ex-husband. Yeah, but he's saying there's a mercenary after me named Slade. And she goes, Slade? That's my husband. 
and she's like surprised. She no, she was she wasn't surprised. That was like the face of like this is a big reveal that oh, he I, was her husband. I thought she was like, oh wait a minute, Slade, that's my no. husband. And then she goes into all the, like that was that was her basically telling him like why she knew about it. Oh, well they, I don't know. Yeah, confused me a little bit, but it's kind of like the way that they showed emotion and things like that was like a lot more crazy about it because like it looked like she was realizing something but it was her like revealing something and then it was like oh this moment's huge oh well yeah because it's it's right when he says Slade and she, it's like she's like oh yeah. Slade now that you say Slade I know who I know. Slade is because yeah so their whole the whole backstory it, set, it tells everything yeah which was cool because this is like Deathstroke had been in the Teen Titans comics a bit but they had never explained anything about him other than he was a mercenary and his son um, was the Ravager who had a contract to kill the Teen Titans. Yeah, but he ends up dying. Yep. And for some reason, Slade wants to finish the contract for his son. Well, because it's not that he it. wants to, it's that he's, he's required to. When when somebody like, you know, and it's kind of a big um, thing and like all the fictional stories about mercenaries or whatever is that if they fail on a contract, then it's passed on in their bloodline. Oh, I thought he was trying, he wanted to do it for his son. Mm-mm. Like he did, but at the same time, like, because he was a mercenary and he was going to honor a mercenary's contract. But at the same time, it, it became his responsibility. Oh. Yeah, it didn't have a lot about his character, like, mm-hmm. from his point of view, like the, the Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was more of a story. It's a... Like, third-person accounts about him. Yeah, so, like, the whole third issue is all Deathstroke's origin. Yeah. Um, being explained to Robin after every, all the Teen Titans are kidnapped. Yeah. by him and Tara. Yeah, it doesn't go inside Deathstroke's mind at all. It just well, a little bit, but it's only when he's like figuring things out. It's it's from other people's perspective though, yeah, from his, his wife and are. Wintergreen cuz Wintergreen is like trying to figure out why he's trying to do this and he's yeah. fighting in the middle of the day. Yeah. Trying to fall, kill the only one without powers, which is um Nightwing, Dick yeah, Robin. Yeah. So you want to talk about his freaking costume? Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was his first issue as Nightwing. Yeah. And he comes out in like this disco outfit. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I know. Nice. He looks like... Yeah, he looks like something that walked just straight out of like a, a disco music video or like an Elvis concert or something like that. It was just so like crazy. Like it was so early 80s. Oh, it's got like feathers hanging. It's like a huge it's collar like, that yeah. goes past his it's head. Like these weird, like this gold, like something. This weird gold, like wing looking things. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, feathers, just gold and <laughs> two different shades of blue. But yeah, they they fixed so him bad. when they when they did the black outfit with the bird yeah. on it. Except when they did that outfit, and it was like it was insanely nineties when they first did that outfit because he had a giant ponytail. When they first put him in that outfit, it was like down to his like knees. A ponytail? Just this huge, long ponytail. Dang it. The super 90s. They actually, they're they're reprinting that run, too, on Nightwing The when they first change it to the bird. Um, and it's actually, it, there's some pretty good stories. The art is, is interesting. It's it's just, it's a very 90s comic book, that, that Nightwing run. Huh, I've never read any 90s comic books, so. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. That could be interesting. Yeah, it's, and it's not the worst part of the 90s. Like, the worst, there's a lot of really bad stuff in the 90s that just was terrible, but Nightwing was actually good. It was it was nineties in a good way. <laughs> but, nice. Uh, um, yeah. So 
the the Judas contract. What I liked a lot about the Judas contract was the art itself. Like it was some of that, like that sort of when when comic book art started to turn a page, where you had guys like George Perez who did this book, or Neil Adams, or um, this was the, these were the guys that were inspired by Jack Kirby, um, who was the you know the artist that came up with most of the original. Marvel characters with or without Stan Lee, like uh, Captain America was one of Jack Kirby's creations with Joe Simon. Um, and then the Avengers was drawn by Jack Kirby, things like that. And so these like Marv Wolfman and, uh, and Neil Adams, who were two of the artists that were biggest at the time, um, or not Marv Wolfman, sorry, uh, George Perez and Neil Adams were the artists that were kind of biggest at the time were, were inspired by Jack Kirby. And so their art style was very like, it's animated, but at the same time, it's sort of, um, they put a lot of realism into like the structures and things and they make, they make people's faces are always really chiseled and, and it looks, well, I thought it was a lot older comic book. Um, cause it looks like the, the really old ones. Yeah. It's got the really bright colors in everything. Like, well, and the reason, so the reason that they do that is, um, when, so like, if you look at comic books now, you, you see like there's tons of detail in the yeah. colors, you know, like there's a huge range cause they can go on computers and stuff like that. But before they, they could basically only print with uh, and I can't remember how many colors it is, but there's like basically a very, very select amount of colors that they could use and they could only mix them and stuff like that. They couldn't just adjust the saturation and things. And so the color wasn't near as, as detailed or they weren't able to be as detailed with the colors they are now. Yeah. Cause uh, when I was, when I was looking at it, it was like all the colors were like the same. Yeah. Like they used a lot of the same colors. Like when if there's a red, it's always the same red. If there's a blue, it's always the same blue. Well, Nightwing has two different blues. Yeah, one of them is just really dark blue, and one's really light blue. Because the light blue is what they typically use to to show like light in people's hair when they have black hair or dark hair. Yeah. So, but hmm, that's crazy. Yeah, and so it, it dates a lot of the books. Like up until like I think like the mid '90s, maybe even the late '90s, a lot of those books have very similar coloring. Um, to these because they just didn't have quite the technology that we have now on it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I really did like just overall, like in the storytelling, the storytelling was just a really eighties style where like the characters are explaining everything using tons of exposition and like just saying out loud exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Kind of cheesy. Yeah. But, but it was great. Like I, I like that cause it's just, it's, it's kind of like refreshing Sort of, you know, because it's different from what what yeah. we're reading now. I mean, I really enjoyed it, so I, I'll probably um, <laughs> want to go read the rest of it. Yeah, like I'm, the beginning and the end. And well, I'm glad they're re- they're reprinting it from the beginning because I've been wanting to read it for a while. But every time, up until recently, every time I go to a comic book store, it's just like these random stories. Like Terra Incognito has always been showing up at a lot of uh, a lot of stores because I think they've kept that one in print. But I've never been able to find the Judas Contract, which was the one that I always heard of. And then I finally realized, oh, yeah, they have it all digitally now. Um, but, yeah, now I'm, I'm glad that they're reprinting it because now we can go back and basically read it right from the beginning, right when they form the New Teen Titans. And you get introduced to characters like Cyborg and Changeling and Raven and Starfire. And That'd be kind of cool because we've known about those characters for a long time. Yeah, I know. We, sort, we almost grew up with them. Like, yeah, well, I watched old. the Teen Titans yeah. Like the TV show, and that was like one of my favorite. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, they had all those characters on there. Yeah, that one was heavily based on uh, on the Marvel Wolfman George Perez Teen Titans run. Yeah, well, they didn't have any secret identities. Yeah, well, which they, was, I thought it was cool. I read about why he did that is because he wanted 
um, kids to see him as the superhero character uh-huh. and not have like be confused and have these separate lives. Because that's what I liked about it is because it's they were always their they character, were always in costume, yeah. always in costume, always together, and that made it no so secret funny, identities yeah. like at all. Yeah, he didn't want anything to do with Batman, so I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I thought it was cool. So I did too. Yeah, and I I loved I loved the characterization of everyone in that in that show because they there was there was nothing bland about it. Like they were all so unique in their own ways, and like Cyborg and Beast Boy were like awesome as far as like their you know just like their their weird moments. Yeah, they're like best friends, but they hated each other in the comic <laughs> book. It's like they hated each other. Yeah, and at the same time, like I, I feel like outside of this story, it was probably there was probably a little bit more of like that friendship and stuff because like some of it was just like not quite hating each other but having fun with it but like cyborg just was super annoyed by beast boy and beast boy was just like messing with him the whole time he messes with everybody yeah he was messing with tara and in the comic book she actually killed him they're actually friends in the comic book yeah and the oh no not in the comic book in the tv show in the tv show in the comic book well in the tv show they kind of have like a relationship yeah but in the comic book she's like oh it's all fake i had to kiss you it was the worst thing ever yeah then she tries to kill him I know that was crazy. I'm I'm so, kind of glad. Like it's it's cool seeing the two different versions of the story because yeah. they do adjust very you know like slight things. But it's pretty you know cool. what's weird about Teen Titans? Huh. Nobody has secret identities except for Slade, and he doesn't have his Deathstroke. They don't call him Deathstroke. And yeah, well, so yeah, Slade is just his name in in it, but he's always wearing the mask and everything. None of them really have secret identities. Yeah, but they use a secret identity name. Well, I think the reason is that they couldn't... I don't think they would let them use the name Deathstroke in the kids' TV show. Cause back, so back in the early 2000s, there were all these restrictions that they've lightened up on now. Um, huh. But you couldn't say the word kill. Um, and you couldn't... Like, you couldn't... Basically, like, if you were if you were to say that you were killing somebody, you, would, you had to say words like eliminate or terminate or something like that. They could never say kill, and they could never hold, like, a deadly gun. Had to be, like, a laser gun or something like that. That's stupid. Yeah. They've they've lightened up on stuff like that now and they they were lighter on it in the 90s like when the the original Batman cartoon was or the Batman the animated series was on. They all had regular guns and stuff. But I think that's why they didn't name him Deathstroke because it was a little bit too like like Slade as a character was like menacing and imposing, but he wasn't like he didn't seem like he was a killer. You know what I mean in that show? He said, he said, I thought he was psychotic, dude. He was crazy. Well, yeah, he was crazy and he was scary, but he, he, you never like, you never saw him or even thought that he was killing a bunch of people in that show. Yeah, he was just true. really scary. He was a lot like Darth Vader, I guess, almost. Yeah, because he was always in the dark and menacing and planning yeah. stuff. So, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed, uh, the, and I this does definitely make me want to read more of the the new Teen Titans run, is what they called it. Oh, oh yeah, it was the new. I couldn't find it on Comicsology. Like, yeah. It's not Teen Titans, not Deathstroke. So I was like cruising through, new and Teen I'm like, Titans. "Oh, new Teen Titans." Yeah, I know. Not new to me, but new at one point. The so. new old Teen Titans. Yeah, and I because I I mean, and you know that I loved Jeff Johns' run on Teen Titans in the early 2000s. I've got it actually, and I've got the giant hardcover omnibus of it, and then I've also got the uh, all the trade paperbacks of it. And this and that one was like inspired pretty greatly by this one. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I, I've always loved the Teen Titans stories. I haven't gotten really into the new 52 stuff um, for reasons that I've talked about before, but I, I might at some point read well, them. They're redoing it again, aren't they? Yeah, they've got a new a new series now. And actually, the, the newest Teen Titans series has been pretty good. The artwork is, is phenomenal in it, um, and the stories have been pretty good. I've gotten those in the single issues. 
but I'm, I'm probably, I don't know if I'm going to do that many single issues anymore just cause I like having them in the trade paperback. Yeah. I, that's what I would prefer. Yeah. Did you, speaking of single issues, did you read the star Wars number one? Nope. You haven't yet? Not yet. So, so good, dude. I was busy reading all the other picks stuff. up. I think it picks up right after empire strikes back if I'm remembering right, but it was, it was an amazing issue, dude. It's so good. Cool. But, uh, yeah, other, let's see, what's, for our next comic book episode, is there a certain character that you would like to read about? Whatever you want, dude. Let me, I'm going to go to the shelf really quick. Give me a sec here. Did you, did you just read The Death of Captain America? I did, yeah. He just, he just died. Give me a little bit of uh, what you thought of that story overall while I look at the shelf. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. It was, um, let me grab it real quick. Okay, I got it. Yeah, it starts out, and obviously, you already know he's dead, because it says the death of Captain America, and this is right after the Civil War. He gives up. They take him in, and somebody kills him. So, yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Um, I read it couple of weeks ago so I'm just skimming through it real quick but why what are you thinking for uh, something else well I'm thinking that related to that story we've got the Winter Soldier Winter Soldier I'd love to watch right, read Winter Soldier cause that? yeah he's in this book yeah I don't think they can hear you from way over there I know hold on the mic comes off the mic stand, Jason. Yeah, I should have done that. That would have been more interesting. Then I have to sit here and go, whoa, <laughs> So I'm thinking... Winter Soldier. I'm anyway. thinking two different books. Um, first of all, on the Marvel side of things, Winter Soldier. Now, this one is kind of a big one, and so I think we'll do these two books in two different episodes, so that way we can space it out a little bit. Because um, we will both have to read this one. I haven't read this yet. I just bought it recently. Um... I'll probably give it to you first since you tend to read them a little faster than me, though. So that uh, way I'm yeah, whatever there. works, man. But um, this is the Winter Soldier Complete Collection by Ed Brubaker, um, who has written tons of uh, Captain America and all that. And I think he actually, yeah, he wrote the Death of Captain America. Um, but he's also he's written tons of tons of Marvel stuff and tons of Winter Soldier. And I think he actually created Winter Soldier. Um, not Bucky, obviously, but he created the Winter Soldier character. He also wrote tons of Daredevil stuff. Um, a really good Daredevil collection, actually. Um, and so, and this this was just barely um, recollected and reprinted as just the complete Winter Soldier collection. Um, but pretty awesome looking. Uh, the art looks great, and you know this is a, a good way to to look at the character, considering that he is now you know the main character in a major Marvel movie and will be going forward for seven more movies. So, and I, I know you like the anti-heroes. You like uh, a lot of that sort of the more gritty storytelling. Yeah, I do. So I think this will be one that's, uh, that we'll do on our next comic book episode, or maybe actually this is one. We'll do two comic book episodes from now. We'll review this one. You plan way too far in the future, man. I know I am. But for the direct next one, and the reason I say this one for the next one is because I've already read it, so we won't need as much time for both of us to read it. But this is a DC book. 
It's called Cosmic Odyssey. Um, this was just an, like this is one of my favorite Justice League stories ever. Um, it involves Dark Side a lot. It involves the New Gods and New Genesis. Um, all those things that Jack Kirby created when he went over to DC. Um, the art is by Mike Mignola, who was the creator of Hellboy. Um, it's, uh, it involves John Stewart as the green lantern gives you actually a good amount of characterization behind John Stewart also shows you and explains a lot about, um, the new Genesis and apocalypse, which are the worlds of dark side and the new gods. Um, explains the whole story behind those guys. Like it's a really brief summary of that world. That's really easy to follow. Um, the art is great. I love Mike Mignola's art. Um, it's, it's really unique. Like his art isn't like hardly any other comic book artist, um, other than the ones that have been imitating him doing his Hellboy stuff. Um, but yeah, really just an awesome story. I, I enjoyed this one. Um, this was from, I believe the eighties as well. Uh, this was very, very close behind the, uh, crisis on infinite earths, or it could have even been right before, I think it was right after the crisis on infinite earths. Um, let's see, time travel. Yeah, this was, yep. So this was right after the, uh, um, Crisis on Infinite Earths. This was, I think, the first real big Justice League story after that. Um, it also has Starfire. Um, yeah. So Great that one's story. next? So this one will be our next comic book one. It's called Cosmic Odyssey. Still in print by DC. You can find it a lot of different places or even Comixology if you can't. Um, super great. Written by Jim Starlin, who created Thanos. Um, on the Marvel side of things and then came over to DC and worked on a bunch of Jack Kirby characters, which kind of funny. Um, but anyway, this is the guy who also wrote uh, death of the family or death in the family. When Jason Todd gets killed in the Batman universe. Um, anyway, two like legendary creators working on some awesome characters. Um, this is a good John Stewart story. This is a good story for a lot of these characters, but cool well i'm stoked then so yeah cosmic odyssey for the next uh for the next episode and then winter soldier the complete collection for the uh episode after that um and then uh yeah our our direct next episode will probably depending on if there's any i can't remember if there's any movies coming out soon um our direct next episode could be a movie one but next week it's possible we could already be uh reviewing cosmic odyssey um Maybe there, a little bit of Gotham. Oh, yeah, of course. We'll be talking about TV Gotham right covering now, so. that. Uh, we'll watch it this time, so no worries. <laughs> You've probably seen it already. Probably. We're way behind. It, yeah. By the time they're listening to this, we're just we're streets behind, man. That's a community reference, but you don't even you don't even get that because you never watched Community. Nope. Such a good show. So Six seasons in a movie. Um but yeah, we're uh, that I think about does it for this super episode. We dude, we fit three reviews into this episode. How dope is that? Dopeness, right? Like we're we're pretty cool. I think everyone we might be cool. If people are still listening, then awesome. Yeah. Anyway, we'll probably uh, we're gonna be leaving. So yeah, have fun. 
Have fun doing whatever it is you do after you listen to our episodes. Probably. Yeah, read Cosmic Odyssey, because I will. Yeah, Cosmic Odyssey and then Winter Soldier. Later. Boom. See you later. Duh! I'll probably cut that out. Should I cut? No, I don't cut it out. Okay, we'll cut it out. It perfectly depicts you. Okay. Uh, shut up. Bye.